And we are live. Welcome back. Thank you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so today we thought we would talk about shame and how and we are when you go live. through. Oh, and now I hear myself talking. Oh, that was me. Sorry. Okay, good, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was trying to get the chat on there. <laughs> right, on. right on. All right. So we thought we'd talk about shame today and how you sort of end up feeling shame at the same time as you are trying to recover, at the same time as you are being actively narcissistically. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hello, Jennifer. So let us just jump right in, shall we? Mm -hmm. um, as we do. Hello, Christine. Thank you for being here. And Elizabeth and everybody. All right. <laughs> Before we jump in, though, let me just say this. Watch your chat for um, Simmerine. She is our one of our mod squatters who will, in fact, share lots of good stuff for you <laughs> in the chat. Make sure you check, pay attention to her notes because you will see uh, how to get in touch with us, how to make sure you're um, avail invited to all of these streams, which everyone's invited, um, and where to find them each week, all right? As well as who Lisa is and how to find her here on YouTube. But I'll just tell you, if you don't already know her, she's one of my partners at Queen Bee, and she's amazing. You love her. All right, Lisa, <laughs> let's jump in. Okay. <laughs> all right. So do you want to start us off with kind of just defining what shame looks like in- Ooh um taking the responsibility of other people's actions and thinking it's your fault mm -hmm. and feeling bad about it feeling guilty feeling low about yourself um embarrassed mm -hmm. embarrassed yourself. of your own uh what word can i put here um embarrassed of the like you're the one who has received the harm and you're embarrassed of the harm you feel yeah. um you feel like things are your fault. You just, yeah, that's kind of the, it's, I don't know. People have body reactions to it. It's a whole, mm -hmm. it's a whole icky feeling that was never yours. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. And it can be literally debilitating. Right? Yeah. Debilitating. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And so what, what I would add is the difference between feeling shame and feeling guilt is when you're feeling guilt, it's about, it's about um, judging yourself based on what you think about how you behaved, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're feeling shame, you're kind of judging yourself. Let me put it a, a little different. So guilt is more about a response in your mistake, right? So like mm -hmm. I broke a glass that you loved. I feel guilty about it. I'm so sorry, right? But but if you're feeling shame, it's it's about judging yourself. So judging your behavior versus judging your personal self right is that fair right right if you're if you, i broke your favorite glass mm -hmm. and i am a horrible person for doing so and i it's so you keep the judgment going and you may feel you know like say you were clumsy you weren't paying attention and so you should have been and you feel guilt because right. You could have been more careful, Absolutely. but instead of just being like, oh, I feel guilty. I, I, what, do you, what can I do? Can I buy you five new glasses? You know, whatever, like, <laughs> and even that we have to watch where the guilt takes us. Right. 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 With this stuff, it's shame for, it's usually shame for things we weren't even the cause of. Yes. In fact, one of the reasons that we tend to feel shame the most is because we tolerated or we continue to tolerate the abuse from our partner or, yep. or family member or mm -hmm. friend or boss or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we were taught to take the responsibility of everybody else's bad feelings and make it our own. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what happens is that we develop sort of a lack of self-worth. Um, we stop feeling, we never feel self-esteem or we stop feeling it if we ever had it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we, we get in these cycles of self-destruction almost. And because we feel inferior, we feel like we're not as good or even as alive as everyone else, at least that's how mm -hmm. I was. I felt like I wasn't a whole person. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we end up as a result of this shame that we constantly live in and deal with, we end up sort of having all of these negative experiences that end up reinforcing it mm -hmm. because each time we have a little mistake or a little moment of self-doubt, you know, kind of adds to it and then we kind of accidentally or, or whatever bring more toward us, whether you believe in law of attraction or not, <laughs> it does reinforce each right. episode of shame reinforces the next. So right. And and it also we reinforce it with the self-gaslighting when we repeat 
the negative um, dialogue to ourselves about ourselves. It's not like we're doing it on purpose, right? But we're we're believing these. You know, you have something minor happen, and you God, I'm such a stupid person. What an idiot. You know, and then you start self-talking and then you just like, oh, I feel so much shame for my existence, you know, and you don't, there's not even really words for it. Everyone will have their own dialogue in their heads about what it sounds like to them. But um, yeah, that's not, it's not useful in your life. I feel like shame is a block to healing in the way that it, it forces you to go there Mm -hmm. instead of a path that actually helps you move forward. Exactly. So you get yeah. stuck in a shame loop. And if you could just like pull the curtains of that shame, you would see there's like a thousand other paths to take. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, well, one thing I want to note too, is that it doesn't, shame isn't just in your head. No. It's actually in your body as Lisa oh, yeah. mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And so you might experience things like chronic pain or mm-hmm. it, what I noticed and what I've seen in a lot of the research is that a lot of it tends to, to work in your stomach and lower pelvic areas yeah. right yeah. um it can also be in your in your shoulders your back your neck um and it even can weaken your immune system mm-hmm. chronic shame fatigue it can add, it can present as fatigue or mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. you see it with a lot of people a lot of people in our, in our uh, community have fibromyalgia more so than in other i don't mean just <laughs> the queen being i mean narcissistic abuse survivor community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so when you look outside of into the, the general population percentages are much lower i did some research on this several years back and it's it's legit yeah (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and then another thing i would share is that as we go forward whether we're still in these relationships or we're moving out of them i think our relationships sometimes lead us toward uh, feeling shame by how everyone around us is seeing us Mm -hmm. right right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. um for example in my own case i have often um I won't leave the house without makeup unless I absolutely have no choice. Right. And, and that I'm a little better about it now, but pretty much I try not to. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's long. Well, I've told this story before. I'm not going to go into it today, but it basically it's a, it's a shame thing. I, I realized in hindsight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Uh, so there might be weird behaviors or little, little things you're real funny about and you don't know why. Well, maybe it's shame from narcissistic mm-hmm. abuse. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, or lack of caring, like I could care less if I go out without makeup. And it's not because I could care less. Because exactly. when I'm like that, I'm sort of like, why bother? Right. <laughs> right. It's right. Not, yeah. Right. I mean, not when I'm like that. I Sometimes I could care less, like getting the kids to school. But Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you do, Lise? First of all, do you want to talk about like the definition or the understanding of shame first? Or do we want to move forward to the next? Probably move. I think, I think if people experience shame, if they're watching this, they kind of, they know. Yeah. Because it's, it's also hard to talk about because it's a very personal, it's a very personal feeling that feels like just how you are because most of us have had it since we were little. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so how do we, how do we heal shame? as survivors, what do we do to heal? What do we do? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Um, So I think the first thing you have to do is acknowledge it, recognize that it's there. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't want to acknowledge it. We don't want to think about it. We'd rather just move on. Okay. Um, But we have within ourselves a certain type of shame response. Like I said, with my situation with going out in public without makeup, it's silly, but it, it was a trigger for me what happened as a result of me not looking decent before and so if I do go out and I do wear makeup I feel a little better I feel less shame but but that's probably unhealed stuff right there because I should not be shameful about my face (laughs) but um but my trigger might be different than yours you know so maybe you know you're triggered for some so if you're well I go into avoidance there you go so yeah I'll go I know I can feel it that's if I feel that self-shame I will mm-hmm. I will go into avoidance basically I want to go home that's the yeah. thing. you know like it just feels like I just just get me out of here absolutely I totally yeah get turn that. and run from whatever the situation is um, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I think that within itself recognizing in advance what it is as you're trying to heal yourself mm-hmm. what it is that stirs up that stuff in yourself what causes you to feel whatever trigger you know what's your trigger 
like another, some people are really worried about parenting. They don't parent in the way they want or they want oh, to. Yeah. Parent better, oh, that's right? a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it has to do with like, you know, what you look like in a swim, I don't know, swimsuit. You never swim because you right. love to swim, but you don't like the way you look, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so understanding, first of all, what it is that makes you be triggered, step one, right? Right. Discover it. Discovering. <laughs> right. Well, understanding that and also understanding, then I would take it further to discover how it feels in your body, mm-hmm. how it, what thoughts are repeating in your head, because mm-hmm. there's going to be a broken record in your head. Yes that you just tell yourself over and over and um, for different people, some people legitimately don't even know they have something in their body going on. Yeah, that's right. And so it takes taking the time to go, Oh, there's that trigger. Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. feeling shame. Wait, where is it? Yeah. Yeah. So when you're trying to heal shame, if you focus on how you're thinking and you're feeling, then you will also learn how to recognize it in the moment. Right. 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 What are the thoughts? What are the feelings in the body, et cetera. And then once you know that, then you can start the first way I would personally start, at least I'll, I'll ask you for your tip as well. Um, the first, the way I would start is I would start with a pattern interrupt in the moment. Okay. Now this is not going to resolve the problem by any means, but it will stop the problem in the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say the next time, <laughs> let's say the next time I want to go out, out of my house without makeup on, I stop myself and I go, wait a minute. I don't have to feel that. Let me have a pattern interrupt here. You know? So then maybe I would go, you know, walk on the front porch and, do 10 jumping jacks or whatever people think pattern interrupts they're part of the nlp thing the neuro linguistic programming they help you to stop those patterns basically mm-hmm. so changing the pace changing the scenery right. changing what you're doing mm-hmm. right so you can do simple things like have an affirmation i have one that's uh i, I say i now cancel that af- excuse me i now cancel that thought and replace it with this affirmation of my true divine desire and then i decide whatever that is. it doesn't have to be anything related to what you're actually mm-hmm. trying to get away from it just has to be something that changes your vibration in the moment mm-hmm. so maybe i'll say you know um my appearance is just fine the way it is or maybe i'll say i'm so grateful for you know my office <laughs> <I've heard. laughs> right. i'm in my office right now it doesn't but, matter anything yeah it really exactly. doesn't matter is the point as long as it's going in a different direction from the toxic thought process in your own head yes 100 mm-hmm. percent Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important way to start. Lisa, what, what would, how would you start? Would you, would you just... um, I can't go to my thoughts too quickly. Sometimes I can. Mm-hmm. I am a more of a uh, somatic person. So I will, um, I'm good at recognizing where it is in my body. So I would help encourage people if it's their style. If it's not their style, I would tell them exactly what I, what you just said. <laughs> but if it is their, if they're people who can recognize where it is in their body, I would say find the tension and do three huge breaths in and exhale. And when you exhale, relax that area. You don't have to have a thought about it. You don't have to have an opinion about it. All you're doing is like, say your stomach feels like a knot and you notice Mm -hmm. that your stomach muscles are tight. You take a deep breath in and you blow it out without any fanfare and relax your belly. And that's it. And that is kind of a pattern interrupt if you can see what I'm saying, but it's also a a physical exercise to help you um, it's it's something to recognize something needs to change right now mm-hmm. yeah whatever it is whether it's your body or like angie suggested uh, uh, actually physically doing something different or mentally doing something different um yeah yeah, so, getting, yeah go ahead oh i was just gonna say a few more physical pattern interrupts you know like i said stand up and go outside or stand up and move to a different room mm-hmm. brush your teeth brush your hair splash cold water on your cold face water totally. on your, or your hands even hands yeah, yeah. If you must wear makeup because <laughs> anyway, put your bare feet on the grass. Yes. yes. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Put your bare Anything feet in to... water. That's yeah. People like that. Um, yeah. It's about bringing yourself back into the moment, right? Mm-hmm. You take a cold shower if you want, or the reason I say cold, it doesn't have to be cold. The reason I say cold is because of polyvagal theory, which mm-hmm. says that the, the vagus nerve, which is connected to every muscle, uh, no, every major organ system and whatever in your body. Um, if you, tone it so when you go through trauma you lose tone in that must in that nerve mm-hmm. and so you can tone it by things like cold water cold showers or hum, humming singing things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um which is why i love to always uh sing in the car, sing in the car yeah. <laughs> and you know? sing, don't sing high sing in your chest mm, yes like low yeah. thing yeah mm-hmm. yep and and that's something that i 
I also do now in the mornings and while I make my coffee, while I'm getting ready in the morning, I have music and while I make my coffee and stuff before I get to my desk, it helps me <laughs> to be just on top of things a little bit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a few, few tips for you. Um, what else? You know, any sort of thing to keep you in your body. It's about mindfulness in a way. It's about mm-hmm. getting into this moment mm-hmm. that helps. But again, the whole concept just really quickly behind a pattern interrupt is so you have a pattern of shame in this case. You fall, you find shame in these triggers, et cetera, et cetera. So like if you've ever been at a party and you're telling a story to a group of people and somebody comes up and interrupts your story, you may have told the story 10 times or a hundred times. So you know the story, right? But when they interrupt you and then you you engage and then you turn back to your group of people to continue your story right there for that moment. Have you ever had it where you go, where was I at now? Right? right. That's right. the moment at uh-huh. which- Right. Or if you notice other people are like off onto something else already, that's what you want to do to yourself. You're kind of like being the interrupter so that the party in your head goes, what? And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So during that little time, that short split second before you remember where you were, (laughs) that's the time to (laughs) to throw that new thought in there, right? Mm -hmm. To throw that new, so it changes your trajectory. All right. (laughs) So another thing you can do, of course, is to uh, reach out to someone you trust and, you know, con- connect with them, someone that, you know, has empathy. Maybe this is someone in your support group or someone who's coaching you or in your group coaching like Lisa does. Um, maybe you can type into your, if you don't have a session right now, you can type into your group message mm-hmm. and talk to people that way. Uh, do you want to explain how that works really quickly for those who don't know? The group, um, basically we meet three times a week mm-hmm. um, on Zoom. Right now it's 4.30 Tuesdays, Thursdays and 11 a.m., 4.30 p.m., 11 a.m., Pacific time. Um, and then, so we, we meet on zoom talk, everyone gets a chance to talk if they wish. Um, and then there's also, if you're on Facebook, there's a messenger chat that people can keep in contact with one another. And I come in when I can to help out, or if someone is in need, immediate need, I'm, I'm there as soon as I, you know, as soon as I can get there. So, um, it it gives an ongoing support through the week. Right. And just for those who don't know, this is not like $500 a month. It's no. $60 yeah. Yeah. a month. Okay. I'm, I'm always impressed by that price. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> okay. I'm impressed. Okay. Well, it's a, it's the kind of thing where people, when they need it, they need it. And, right. and I want people to be able to get the sustained support mm-hmm. uh, for as many months as they need it without Right. It being a stress on their life. So exactly. And it's so it's a lot cheaper than ind- individual coaching offers additional support. Or Starbucks. Can, <laughs> right. Right. Or Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. Because it's what like two dollars a day. That's yeah. ridiculous. And and the other thing on top of that is that you can be added on to your one-on-one coaching as a backup support. Right. So right. a lot of think. people do that. And I give a discount for people. Yeah. In, so yeah. So, so those in the group also get a discount on individual coaching, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's yeah. amazing. Okay. Yeah. Back, to, back to the shame. <laughs> back to the shame. Let's talk yeah. about shame. Okay. Um, so anyway, the point is if you share your story with someone you trust, someone who has true empathy for you, that can help. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, if, if, if you're currently dealing with a shame issue, you know, maybe you make a list of people in your life who might be willing to hear some of this stuff for you sign up for the group coaching program like we talked about um or even just you know one-on-one coaching or whatever makes you feel comfortable um now this one's interesting i did a little tiktok yesterday another idea um and this one is about hugs okay now if you know somebody you could be your kid or your pet or whoever who doesn't mind a good hug now and then right uh, you should know that for if you hug for 10 seconds Mm -hmm. it's something like your depression can be really really relieved anxiety and something else i can't remember right now uh, it raises your oxytocin levels yes so get a boost of oxytocin long enough for it to mm-hmm. have the effect of yes relaxation mm-hmm. 20 seconds can actually reduce your heart rate lower your blood mm-hmm. pressure and so anyway just think about a hug if you can stand it oh and sorry like, yeah totally okay <laughs> um, another thing i would suggest is like i, I mentioned earlier the mantra or the, the affirmation um a couple of come up with one or two affirmations you can memorize or write them down like on your phone or you know put them on a bracelet or something so that you have them with you and then say them to yourself if you need to mm-hmm. Lisa, any do you have any good mantras that you tend to use oh what i like to do uh, 
Make it your laptop password if you want. I'm trying to think of, I don't, I personally, I remind myself it's more just like, I'm really practical. So it's, mm -hmm. um, oh, that wasn't the thought you wanted to have. <laughs> it's those Fair kinds enough. of things. It's not, I don't have good affirmation mantras for myself, mm -hmm. where, but I fully encourage them if it helps other people because everyone's different with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and the other thing I want to just say is this, um, a lot of people and myself included, I find a lot of comfort and vibration in music. So I have like oh, yeah. power playlist and like, mm -hmm. you know, good morning playlist. I, <laughs> a lot of songs contain mantras and they contain affirmations. Mm -hmm. If you listen, mm -hmm. like there, there's a really one that was, I don't know how popular it is right now, but to me, it's popular. Um, it's a song by, I want to say young baby Tate and Flo Millie. Um, I'm way too old for those people, but still, I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the part that I like is affirmation, which goes, it's it's like the main hook of the song. I think it's, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am rich. <laughs> I am not going to, wait, healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am rich, I am going to, I don't remember the rest of it right now. Usually I know it, but it's it's powerful. And I, I listen to that one and I like, um, some people like Shake It Off by Taylor Swift or uh, stronger what doesn't kill you makes you stronger by kelly clarkson mm -hmm. um, roar by katie perry i also like dark horse <laughs> by katie perry um can you think of any that you that oh you gosh, like i would be i would be going in a direction no one would know the music of <laughs> it's my musical taste a little out there but <laughs> to be fair lisa's a singer and she's amazing so uh, you know. <laughs> um, well i think anything that speaks like listen to lyrics when you're listening to music Mm -hmm. And if there's a song that you go, oh, I like that phrase, mm -hmm. just jot it down for yourself. Go home, read the lyrics while you're listening to the music over and over. Just read the lyrics, read the lyrics, listen to the mm -hmm. music. It gets in your brain that way. And when you need yes. it, you can recall it. Yes. So, and you can replay the song, stick it in a playlist. This is my, I like that lyric playlist. Yes. And, um, it can help. Yeah. Yep. Um, another one that I would share with you, this is maybe for you, maybe not the power posing thing. Have you guys heard about this? <laughs> uh, there was a, a, a um, as a researcher or is a researcher named Amy Cuddy. And she found that if you do these power poses, you actually, they, they see your cortisol going down, which is your stress hormone. Mm -hmm. um, so, and increased testosterone, which I know sounds weird, but this is just to boost confidence. It's, it's one of the, <laughs> in addition to being in the male, we all have it a little bit. Um, so confidence boosting hormone. Um, but anyway, when you do, so, so it, you could do something really simple, like sit up straight in your chair and put your shoulders back. Do that with me now, everybody. <laughs> okay. Or stand up straight with your hands on your hips, several different ways. Google power poses. You'll find it and, and see if that works for you. That can absolutely, I, I found that definitely sitting up straight certainly helps. Oh, it's right? so different. Yeah. 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 Especially if you're in the moment of shame, when you, when you're like, ah, I can't stop. What's the matter with me? I can't get out of this. And you know, it's there and you don't want it. Right. Just take a deep breath, lift your posture up. Lift mm -hmm. your head up, you know, I'm sitting too close. Lift your, your sky hook, they call it from yes. the chest. And your little and your little hair mm -hmm. up, or if you don't have hair, just your ears. Yeah. yeah. And and just notice what it feels like in your body to stand in that pose for mm -hmm. a second or two. Just notice the way the real the, the energy changes, the tensions mm -hmm. change. Take some yeah. breaths and then go on with your day. You don't have to stay there stiff all day. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think longer term you know, journaling, um, self-reflection, therapy, counseling, coaching, mm -hmm. depending on how deeply it goes. Um, all of these things can help. Please, any ideas for longer term? Longer term, term, yeah. Those are, I think it's important to recognize that if you have a pattern of shame that you may want to, if you wish to work on this, find someone to help you longer term um, mm -hmm. to work through this because it's not generally for people something that just goes away. It's yeah. like, you don't want to spend the rest of your life pattern interrupting. Right. <laughs> you want to be able to get where this is an occasional thing that happens when you're super triggered or something, you know, reasons that make sense to, instead of just all the time happening for no reason. So it, it can help 100%. to work through it. I think um, one thing I guess with, is if you are a journaler or if you like writing things down, just keep, keep track of the broken record in your head. What are you telling yourself? Cross it out and change that dialogue. Yes. That's one thing. And then long-term, see when you're doing that, you know where you're aiming. You know where your goal is in life, where you want to yes. go. So start working on where you want to be instead of where you used to be. Yes. And yeah, right, um, 
You ready to jump in the chat? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Red writing head. Hello and welcome back. Um, it says exactly what I said. Shame is something that, or guilt can be something that you did. I did something bad. Shame is like, I am bad and I'm horrible <laughs> or which is horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, Mystique. Um, Samreen put in the, uh, the notes for everybody. If you haven't seen them yet, you can scroll up. Um, let's see here. Misled Honeybee. Hello and welcome. Says, we need to learn to be gentle to ourselves and forgive ourselves and learn to love ourselves unconditionally. Yes, of course. And I'll tell you a really quick tip for that. Think about someone you love unconditionally in your life. For me, that's my kids. Okay. And, and the next time you're being mean to yourself <laughs> or letting someone else be mean to you, I want you to ask yourself, how would I deal with this? If this were that person I love unconditionally, and maybe it's your child or, or your best friend or your niece or your, whatever, you know, someone you love unconditionally, how would you react in that situation? Would you tell them, the same things you're telling yourself or what would you do? And Lisa, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, yeah. I mean, if you, you mean, if you are, I'm sorry, I was reading something when you said the questions, but I came in. No worries. <laughs> so the question. To find one. <laughs> That's hard to do. It's like, anyway. Well, tell me your question. Go ahead. We'll just move on. Cause it okay. Really... <laughs> okay. Um, somebody, uh, it was you and a, she said something important. I don't like being touched. I prefer giving virtual hugs. I feel Fair icky, giving, but I feel icky even receiving them. Okay, if you don't like being touched, and a lot of people don't, and if you don't, if a hug feels too intimate, or if you don't have anyone to hug, try core exercises, try yoga, Pilates, um, even something. I mean, you could. There's so many things: swimming, golf, anything mm -hmm. that engages the core. It it kind of has a similar release in the body of of endorphins and oxytocin and all of that when you're working your core you generate heat from the inside and it relaxes the exterior parts of you like mm -hmm. your arms and legs and your neck just from yep. working your belly so do some crunches <laughs> whatever it is to that you like um yeah. for like a good 30 minutes if you can it's a great idea and i'll tell you something in fact you guys are gonna laugh at me but i'm gonna let lise jump on the next question then i'm gonna come back and show you one more thing that i have to go get off my bed to show you i'll be right back please talk okay. about talk oh about wait it. i don't have a question uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay um i'm looking i'm looking <laughs> how about how about after decades i still cannot understand why the f do i stay other than him having control of every x aspect of my life thoughts as to why yes i have some thoughts as to why all right, Oftentimes when we tolerate for a long time, when we're like, sorry, it got really bright, but when we tolerate for a long time, when we um, create a life that is maintaining, managing and coping, that becomes our life. And it can be really hard to see a life outside of that. So we get stuck in the coping life and it makes it hard to jump out and go do your life on your own. And it doesn't make sense when you look at it from, well, they're bad and awful. I should just leave. That's not the point. You know that you can tolerate it. You can manage it. You can cope with it. Does that make sense? I'm talking, I have no idea who said that. So I don't know who I'm looking for in chat, but um, yes, uh, exactly. Uh, um, it's a form of conditioning. You must unlearn it. Here's the thing, when your tolerance is really high, because you, we are strong, man, we can take it. We shouldn't have to, but we can take a high level of this emotional um, manipulation and upheaval because we are conditioned to accept it, to think it's our fault, to manage it, even when we know it's them. To, if you gray rock too long for too many years, that becomes your lifestyle, right? So unlearning that means discomfort and um, lowering the tolerance, then the toxic person becomes more uncomfortable. And then you have to make a choice, the fear of leaving or stay in it and be really uncomfortable now because now my tolerance is lower and I can't take it anymore. So that's my answer to that. And Angie's back and I'm gonna go Hello. fix something real quick here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is my uh, this is my suggestion. You guys are gonna think this is funny. You see this thing right here. I don't know if you can really see it, but <laughs> if you can, you will know. Oh, here, let me hold on. It's a really long body pillow, and it has a head on it. Oh, <laughs> is it a squishy one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't remember the branding. I'm trying to see if I can find a tag. I'll have to find it, but it's something, some kind of buddies. Anyway, this thing it feels really nice, and see, 
the size of the head <laughs> and, and the way the hands are, you sleep with it like this, it feels really nice. And so it, it gives you the same or similar feeling as a hug, except without the people touching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about it. That works too. Yes. <laughs> it really helps. Yeah. So find something the texture. You can also wrap in a blanket or, or a sweater or something that feels yes. you, you know, wrap it tight. Oh, ooh, yes. And what else? Um, weighted blankets. Weighted they are, blankets. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> that will change your life if you have any anxiety at all. Um, have you ever tried that? Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Do you like yeah, it or no? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Very comforting. And they don't even like overheat you too much. Mm-hmm. Like in the, you know, in the winter, a summertime, as long as you have air conditioning, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they're made to be cool, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. it's really nice. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're a little expensive, but it, other times not so much and if you get like one that is that you can afford and then later you can go back to upgrade if you want to that's always helpful <laughs> all right where were we did you go away your camera just went off i'm here i just have i'm like getting persnickety right now sorry oh okay no worries <laughs> there we go i couldn't okay. stand the light it was too bright so i got you I okay it. <laughs> it changes in oregon here we're... indeed yeah. okay <laughs> all right so let's see here um Let's see, I gotta find where I was, I lost my place. Okay, here we go. Um, we have, hey Fatima, um, Jennifer says, I feel like I could totally share my story now at this point. It only took 20 years from a narcissistic mother along with a 10 year marriage to a narcissistic husband. Isn't it interesting how we uh, sometimes notice the other narcissists in our lives when we figure out the one, <laughs> we tend to find more. I think it's very common. Um, Jennifer says, it's taken this long for me to not carry the other person's backpack of guilt. Right on, right on. Mm-hmm. Backpack of guilt. I like it. Just yeah. put that backpack down. Yes. Stop carrying it. Yep. Yep. And I don't know, Jack's responding to Michelle and saying, trauma bonds, have you seen? I don't know where that comment is, but I can tell you this. Um, yeah, Lisa and I have both done videos. Um, I've written articles with Dr. Robin over on our website, queenbeing.com. There's, it's real stuff. Lisa, do you want to share what tra- about tra- trauma bonding a little bit? share with what part it's a big what does it mean oh trauma bonding is being um and that's the other answer to the question of why you can't leave the trauma bonding your brain literally becomes addicted to the cycle of what's going on the manipulation the toxic behaviors you become um honestly it it takes a long time but there's brain chemistry changes there intermittent reinforcement from so they they're nice to you for however long and then they're terrible and then they're nice for two minutes and then they're terrible and so and there's no it's random intermittent Mm -hmm. that actually creates a cycle of dopamine chase where we want Mm -hmm. to chase the good behavior physical addiction yep and and a physical addiction and it and then they breadcrumb which then makes us follow more so there's a whole lot of the way the manipulation works and the way the cycle of love bomb devalue works, it creates in your brain and in your body and in everything, this trauma bonding. And it basically makes it so you are a captive that won't leave even with the door unlocked. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. And it's the same thing as it's very similar to Stockholm syndrome. Very similar. So it's the same reason that kidnap mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. you know victims aren't leaving and they could mm-hmm. sometimes similar deal. Um, this is some good stuff from Ellen C. She says, looking back, I think shame was the first reinforced emotion I knew. It took years to stop those tapes and it still comes up daily. I could probably agree with that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simmering says, I think the biggest step I made in overcoming shame was when I accepted that what happened to me wasn't something I caused. Huge deal. Yeah. Thank you, Simmering. Yeah. I like, um, was it Ellen here? Uh, oh, UNA said something about saying sorry. We apologize for simply existing. And then everyone's responding to that about how they say sorry for things they don't mean. And what I want to say, there is something I often talk to people about is you quit saying sorry, please, unless Mm -hmm. you actually did something. Think about it before you use those words, say thank you instead. And Mm -hmm. thank you for waiting for me. Thank you for being patient. Thank you. It's a total Mm -hmm. shift in the way you see yourself when you say that. No doubt. Unless you actually hit someone on purpose with the shopping cart. If someone said, then of course you'd say sorry, but. Of course. (laughs) It was an accident. Oh, are you okay? Wow. I apologize if, you know, but if they hit, what if they said, oh, she said that someone hit her with the grocery cart. That's right. Yeah. I wouldn't apologize for that. I would apologize if I hit them. (laughs) No, and I wouldn't say thank you to that one either. I would (laughs) They're like, are you not going to say anything? Right. (laughs) Right. 
people are pretty rude right now though i that's don't know true. the state of the world is mm -hmm. lack of consideration is my pet peeve anymore so yeah no doubt no doubt um let's see yeah and and to um mystique said uh you know, added to Michelle the trauma bond and a hundred other reasons why we don't leave self-love deficit disorder, which is what Ross Rosenberg calls codependency, right? right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you feel so, there's so a hundred percent to uh, mystique that that's a, <laughs> the right answer. Uh, it is a hundred other reasons we don't leave. It could it's be that, that you're- So many things, yeah. So mm -hmm. many things, yeah. In fact, if you want, we can add that to our topic list of reasons we don't leave the narcissist when we should. That's a um, good one because that could literally take an hour. So <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, it could. <laughs> All right, Jack, maybe add that to our list. Um, let's see here. Ellen says, no wonder I'm falling apart now that I'm out of toxic relationships. You know, Ellen, it's a process, right? It's it's healing is not, and oh, as you very well know, it's a, it's an ongoing process. I mean, I still have things. I've been out of toxic relationships a long time, and I still have. Things. So does Lise. We all have little things we're still working through. And oh, that's heck okay. yeah, that's what we you know. Yeah, we're we're a. It's we're always a working journey and a path, and we have to yeah, we have to keep going. And it's not just us; it's other humans too. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Okay. I think people see. are looking for like a healing. The means done, like you know, mm -hmm. but really that's not that's not the reality of, for most of us. It's you get to the point where you don't think about it every day right. and you're good at enforcing, relatively good at enforcing your boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, even if you have to remind yourself now and then um, it's still, I think you're to the point where you, you might be ready to move on health, you know, into a new relationship. But I, I think a lot of people go the, the other direction and they tend to jump. Okay. Well, I'm going to go from Bob to John or from Susie to some other person, you know, and they don't, think about what's happening in themselves and then they just right. end up repeating that cycle again and again until they really do heal. right so. and if you learn through this process the coping skills you need and not just the coping skills mm -hmm. but the better life skills right. that you need to have to be a better person to yourself mm -hmm. then the healing that's like five years down the line is not the same as it is when you leave it is or when you're just out of a, or just discarded it's a totally different you just keep growing and you call it growing, not healing at a certain point. Correct. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Good point. Um, okay. Redheaded writing hood says, uh, it seems, it just seems stable. It's finances. He was my five kids, dad. I stayed 30 years. I stayed 30 years, but I'm glad now I left in 2016, got divorced in 2018, but it was not easy. That's the truth. <laughs> it's never easy, but once you, you know what? But here are the things that I want to point out about that. Number one, sometimes it's just a matter of being uncomfortable for a short time, right? Mm -hmm. Like during the process of packing, during the process of moving um, and, and telling that person or not, <laughs> right? Um, those things, very uncomfortable. But if you don't have a job or you don't have any credit or you don't have any money, then that's, <laughs> that adds a whole bunch of other crap onto you, right? Or if you do have a job or you can get a job, but then you've been living a certain lifestyle for 20 years, and now you're going to go back to a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I mean, that is a consideration. And depending, a lot of people choose to stay with the beautiful life instead of to go with the starting over life. And, and so, you know, you kind of pick your poison, right? Mm -hmm. It's rough. It's rough. It's not an easy, it's never easy. No. And I don't judge anybody either way. You know what I'm saying? Because no. every situation is different. I feel like if you're being physically abused and you stay, then you're making a bad choice outside of that. I would never push anyone if they weren't ready. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's, a. I know some coaches won't even try to help you if you aren't ready to leave. And I don't think that's right. <laughs> no, because there's so um, much you can do. That's the thing. There is so much you can do, even if you're not ready to leave. And yes, at least myself and Angie, uh, for us, we don't judge you guys. It, nope. It's your life. You make the choices you want in your life. And when we're coaching you, we're, we're there for you to help you go the direction you want to go not the direction we think you should go unless That's there right. is something that you tell us can you tell me what you see and tell me which direction <laughs> then we might influence you a little but most of the time if people want to stay or people can't leave or even if we can see how they could or should mm -hmm. we're not there to push or like shame you so no, ever never ever, we never. never. no right. no right. and there's so much you can learn about your own your own well-being your own getting your right. own life within that situation yeah and how to manage how to manage. whatever you're in mm -hmm. right so maybe we can give you a tip like if you're dealing with someone who acts this way every day at the same time maybe we'll give you a tip on how to manage that 
you know, it doesn't have to just be, this is go no contact coaching. Right. It's, it's no. life coaching. Right. It's <laughs> right? life, exactly. And it's yeah. like, if you're, if you get hoovered back, then you do don't feel shame. Keep talking. Help you. Keep talking. Yeah. yeah. Keep talking, keep listening, keep focusing on you. You have to learn your value. You have to learn that you need to set boundaries and, and you learn how to manage not only difficult people like your person mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're dealing with, but also yourself and even nice people who take advantage because you let them. Mm-hmm. We all do. I'm done. It happens. Yeah. Don't think I'm <laughs> judging, but and that's how, you know, I found yeah. out about that because oh, I yeah. have to make <laughs> It happens because anyway. we don't have our own boundaries. Yeah, that's uh, right. But, but that not a good, it's a good, I just thought of that, that a lot of people feel shame when they can't get out of the cycle, when that's they right. are, um, when they get hoovered back, mm-hmm. when they know they shouldn't, but they contact, they break the no contact. And that is, and then there's shame. And then they don't want to reach out for help or they're afraid to talk about it or. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't shame. We yeah. get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it. I feel like if somebody does shame you for something like that, then they're, they're, they either haven't experienced it or they're so far from it that they can't fathom what you're doing. And right. if that's the case, maybe they're not your person. I'm just right. saying. Unless you um, love tough love, then go for it. And some people love tough love. Some people love it. it. I just, we don't do it. Personally, don't do it. No, <laughs> no, I, I don't either. I, I'm sure, you know, yeah, now some if you want, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to give you a dose of tough love and I'll tell someone something. They'll laugh. They'll be like, that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> Now, yeah. some people like a tough love thing and, and yeah. I could do a little bit of it, but not, I'm not excessive about it. Not excessive. No, no, there's, there's, yeah. It doesn't work for everybody. Direct and there's being tough and I'd rather yes. be direct and, and not shame someone for what they. A hundred percent. Yeah. We don't like, we are survivors of abuse. We do not need any more shame. <laughs> we no. do not need any more judgment, right? <laughs> no, because I believe fully that it's, it is our lock and key. What That's keeps right. us inside our own heads. Mm-hmm staying in a, in a victim mentality or in a survival mindset. So many of us need validation mm-hmm. and, and not shame, not, you know, we need somebody to tell us, you know what, that person really is messed up. Right. <laughs> You're or not we, crazy. Yeah. Or we need to learn that we can make a mistake and then fix it. Yes. And someone still has our back even when we do that. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see here. Oh, this is a pretty good question. Uh, Fatima says, how do I deal with feeling uncomfortable around a large group of people and meetings? I just need to escape because I get the sense that they'll judge me or hurt me in a way. Mm-hmm. I would start right here, Fatima. Are you personally, as you're looking around those meetings, do you judge anyone else? Do you want to hurt anyone else? Ask, ask yourself that question. Chances are that most people in those meetings feel just like you feel, I guess. Please, what would you add to that? Or do you have any other mm-hmm. thoughts? about dealing with feeling uncomfortable of course do all the things we talked about it's it's a it's social anxiety like that you know Mm -hmm. is um be gentle with yourself little little baby steps at a time maybe i mean obviously you have to be in a meeting you have to be in a meeting Mm -hmm. um there's all kinds of tricks i would look into things that help performers um with stage fright and stage Mm -hmm. anxieties um for me it is uh having confidence enough to know I belong where I am and that can take time to get there right and so it's really working on my feelings about myself so that I can let go of what I think other people are feeling I mean it's sort of us projecting onto others what we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. and when I look at it that way I think huh I don't really want to do that so <laughs> right and you may have been treated a certain way and you have to realize that is a flashback, an emotional flashback that isn't actually what's happening. Yep. And if it is what's happening, those people are rotten and like, who cares, right? I mean, obviously I don't, people don't want people to hurt you, but they're not worth your time. Right. So it's a lot of different mental games that I play. <laughs> right, right. And just remember that statistically, whether you realize it or not, a large percentage of these people are thinking similar thoughts. They're worried that what you might think, or they're just focused on their own thing. Their own own. or what they want for lunch or who they're hanging out with or where they'd rather be. They're daydreaming about their vacations and they're not paying attention. Yeah. And we, I think we all think, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me, but they're usually not (laughs) most of the time. So something to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, Mystique says, uh, it took me a long time 
and I'm still working on myself and I will be for the rest of my life after what I've been through, which I think we can all agree is real. And that I know Lisa and I are both in the same boat. You know, we, we've healed tremendously. We've learned a lot. We've lived normal, mostly healthy lives. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we still have our moments where we're like, oh, oh wait, that's just a response, right? Okay. Thoughts on that, Lisa? Tell me the question again. I was, I need to stop reading chat. No, you can read chat. It's okay. I get it was, I, I think you agree with me that we both, we've already said that we have still, while we're mostly healed, we still have triggers like everybody oh, else. Oh yeah. I think there. there's, um, um, looking into emotional flashbacks and what they really are is helpful and, yeah. and realizing the one thing, the one tool you can have is to remind yourself you're having one mm-hmm. and this is not then. Right. Yep. That doesn't invalidate how icky you feel. Of course, you feel icky because you're in the flashback, and you're in the you're, the trigger causes the flashback emotionally, mm-hmm. and yeah. and so you're in it. And so, kind of anything you're thinking around that is going through that filter, going through that lens, mm-hmm. and you're not really. You got to wait a minute or two to catch back up. Yes. So slow down sometimes. Absolutely. Good, good point. All right. Daniel says, Daniel Russo, isn't that the name of the karate kid? No? Okay. No. Um, <laughs> what is his name? His name is uh, Daniel yeah. Russo, karate kid. The old one? Yeah. Ralph Macchio? I know, but isn't the character named oh, Daniel oh, Russo? Oh, gosh, I haven't seen it in so long. I don't know. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, me, man, I, I remember yours and I'm good with that. That's a start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> shedding cognitive dissonance he says uh due to abuse is the most difficult but it's possible there will always be after effects of abuse yeah and and it's i think a lot of cognitive dissonance getting rid of that or letting go of that is is simply you know it's again it's about i like to call it intentional vibration management but basically it's paying attention to your thoughts and what's going on around you Mm -hmm. and recognizing when that stuff happens but while you're in the middle of abuse that's a hard one to do but it can be done can well and in that like you've got to recognize that we are sensitive empathic people and so our influences do matter and so if you have the influence in your life of negative we'll just call it negative energy (laughs) that's putting it mildly Mm -hmm. then you have got to go out in life and seek the positive energy in parts of your day even if it's in little bits so that you have so that you're not being flooded with the negativity yes Otherwise, it's going to bring you right down with it if you're sensitive and you're empathic. It just, mm-hmm. it just is. We take on other people's, we take on what's around us. It's part of the way empathy works in us. No so, doubt. Yeah. 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 All right. Ellen says, yesterday my daughter was shaming me because she found out I borrowed money to pay rent. She shamed me because I didn't come to her, but I told her the phone works both ways. Okay. Let's talk about that. In that case, I don't know your daughter's, and I'm not sure of the situation, but if she was actually shaming you and not just like mom, next time call me trying to be on your side, then, you know, I guess I would, I would need to hear more about that, Ellen. Um, but I, it does concern me that if, if she was actually shaming you, maybe that you need to sit down and have a conversation with her um, about that. <laughs> Thoughts on that, Lise? Her daughter was shaming her? For uh, not, for getting, for borrowing money to pay the rent, but not asking her daughter first for help. I would, um, yeah, I would, I would look at the words and, and if, if it's a healthy relationship, I don't know the relationship I would, right. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I would express something like, I appreciate your help. It makes me feel, I feel, and that doesn't make me feel, I feel like I'm being shamed because of the way you worded this. Yes. And if it's not a healthy relationship, then you know what you're dealing with. You just ignore it. And you're like, yep, Absolutely. that's what she's going to do. She's going to shame me. And I wouldn't share the information the next time about where I got my rent money. Agree. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, now here is an excellent comment from Simmering. Um, I really like this. Thank you for sharing it, Simmering. Uh, she says, after accepting that I wasn't to blame for my abuse, I was using shame-free. I started using shame-free language. Example, instead of saying to yourself, I'm such an idiot, say to yourself, well, that was a dumb thing to do. Mm-hmm. I like that I'm so much. Happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really an excellent point. So if you are going to talk to yourself in a not positive way, everybody, <laughs> don't say I'm such an idiot or I'm so stupid or whatever you normally say. Instead say, well, that was a dumb thing to do, or that was a crazy mm-hmm. thing or whatever it is, you know, whatever makes you feel less <laughs> negative. Um, I really love that comment. Thank you. 
Any other yeah, thoughts? I think, I think the reason, I think one reason that we do this, I'm such an idiot, or like the, the negative self-talk is to put ourselves, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a helplessness where if you put yourself in the position of being what you've been told you are or what you've been conditioned to believe you are, then, then it's a surrender to it instead of the, mm, what she's suggesting is change the dialogue to be more neutral and more fair more about the thing than and about more yourself. about the thing and not about yourself and therefore there's wiggle room to actually be a human being hello yeah yeah <laughs> beautiful thing yeah. yeah absolutely oh this is one that i hear about so often daniel daniel says one symptom i deal with is agoraphobia it's a struggle to leave the safety and comfort of my home now this i hear all the time and it's not always agoraphobia sometimes it is actually social anxiety that causes you not to leave but either way it feels like agoraphobia. I, I did a video on this years ago about the difference, but anyway, it doesn't matter because a lot of survivors get stuck in their houses. They don't want to go in public. They don't want anyone to see them. And there are a number of reasons for this, one of which is definitely shame, in my opinion. Um, Lise, do you have any thoughts on this? On agoraphobia. Um, it's, let me say this really quick. That's something we should add to our list, Jack, <laughs> if you would please, uh, because that's another could take an hour thing. Please go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, it's it, oftentimes it is something you're going to want to work through with a therapist, um, yes. and even and maybe perhaps a therapist as well as a coach to balance mm -hmm. active and therapeutic at the same time, unless yes. you have someone that combines really well. Um, right, because it's sort of. I think it's part of the fight, flight, freeze response. And I think you're stuck in freeze. Mm -hmm. And so until you can break that pattern and it's not just pattern, but it's, it's so what part of trauma bonding and part of narcissistic abuse syndrome is that your uh, hippocampus atrophies, mm -hmm. when, when that happens, there is nothing, but the hippocampus says perceived danger. Is that a bear? Oh no, it's a bag. And it goes, okay. And you don't go into fight flight. You go, oh, and you have a little adrenaline rush because you think it's a bear, but it's actually, but you have that moment where you can discern when that atrophies, that moment goes away. So you mm -hmm. see a bag and you go bear and you run back inside and close that door. Right. So learning to heal yourself after this can, can slowly help with any kind of anxiety, any kind of um, situation like that. And like I said, it could take a therapeutic approach, a coaching approach, or really researching how to heal that part of your brain, <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, Fatima says, well, Jack noted that he has previously uh, kind of been stuck in the house as well, mm -hmm. and now he's doing okay. Uh, but, but Fatima says, so is it normal if I want to avoid hanging around large meetings, even if they're relatives, I can't but help but feel anxious. And I would just say this, listen, honey, it's okay to not go every time, okay? It's okay to not want to be in those meetings with the family, if, if, especially when the family, at least I know part of the family has traumatized you in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't go to those meetings. <laughs> the family family meetings to me, I'm sorry speak on it epitome of toxic for most of us mm. like that's a trapped situation where you're held captive and you're forced to be an audience that's right and if you and aren't financially I'm sure that people do yeah. them in a healthy way but that whole that just that term gives me the creeps mm. so maybe and i now, have a little trauma around this <laughs> right maybe yeah, yeah. yeah like oh don't hold someone captive and make them sit and listen while everyone speaks their mind and and when you've got toxic people in the room. Right. No, <laughs> no, I would never go. I would never agree to that. It'd be a hard no boundary. Yeah, hard no for me too. Mm -hmm. I think the only exception to that rule is if they're financially supporting you or you need them for some other reason that you can't help yourself with just now. And if that's the case, then I would be focusing on reducing whatever connection you have to them. So if it is financial, then maybe you get a better job or you work on saving up some money yeah. so that you feel more secure, you know, or you, you maybe if you're living in an apartment that costs, let's say a thousand dollars a month, you find a roommate, you start paying 500 or whatever, you know, think about things like that. Um, you, you don't have to always be stuck because of things like money. You can start, and personally, I'm going to tell you a little tip for you. <laughs> it, it, acting on 
So, so let's say that you feel like I can't, I can't leave. I'm stuck with these people forever, or you can set up a plan, right? So, so for, for let's use the job example. Let's say you have no job, they're paying for your apartment. So, or you have a small job and they're paying for your apartment, you're paying, you know. So then the plan is, is to get out of the apartment. So here's today, here's getting out of the apartment. Come up with 10 steps in between, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So step one is look for a better job, <laughs> you know? Step two, maybe you start to save money and then so on and so forth um, until you reach step 10 right and that's something a coach can definitely help you develop as well. right right because um, there may be a step between right. step zero and step one absolutely you, you're not yeah. seeing like maybe you need some training to get a better job or maybe right. yeah and maybe and, you need to believe in yourself for this much to do the training to get like the, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and on top of that just i think my main point here is this i personally felt empowered taking the very first step because then i was like okay well this sucks but i'm on my way out i'm on step one yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you yeah. can, and you will backslide and then you will get back up and keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Nope. Yeah. All right. Um, UNA says, and I think we'll do this one and then we'll get ready to wrap up. What do you think? That's good. Okay. Okay. Um, UNA says, hi, Peggy. She says, it's the knowledge that it wasn't my fault, but it kind of really was. I didn't say no. I fought. I kind of did say no, but I froze. I could have fought harder. I walked away. Hold up. No, no. Mm-mm. Sorry, Peggy. I love you, but I'm going to have to tell you this. <laughs> Listen, yeah. she said, but it didn't. My fault. No, no, no. You cannot blame yourself for your abuse. No matter, even nope. if you did say no, and then, you you know, if you're talking about what I think you're talking about, no, it's, uh-uh, it's not your fault, period. Nope. I don't care nope. if you were standing naked in the middle of the street. It's not your fault. Nope. If you said no, or you kind of said no, or you indicated you didn't want that, it is not your fault. I could talk about this one for about five hours. Um, Lisa, Even if it's like, it, well, it could be, let's say we're talking about, well, anything. I think essay is what we're talking about. I okay. think. If we are, then um, coercion, if there's, there are narcissists use coercion. I'm going to redo a Ashamed. couple videos on this. Uh, yeah. I know that it's probably a no-no, but I'll do it anyway. Um, do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's coercion. There's mm-hmm. manipulation. There's grooming. There's threats. Threats. There's your, your, you you are when you are in the middle of this in love with someone they start manipulating and twisting things down a road you don't want to go um or 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 you're the child of someone or you're, or you're, you're the child the of someone. whatever of someone okay, if on. you're a child it is there is no please don't take responsibility for someone hurting you never take responsibility using for you and using you for their benefit or using you for their deviances or whatever yeah, yeah. um it's never our fault what we can take accountability for is how we now respond to the traumas we have and be able to slowly slowly grow and change and learn and become and overcome all of but that still doesn't make it your fault even if you're struggling with getting over it it's still not your fault so right that's right that's right please everybody take this to heart whether it was verbal abuse physical abuse essay or any other type of abuse when you were in the middle of it, if you're still in the middle of it, you know, now, you know, you're, you're working toward some mm-hmm. so, sort mm-hmm. of healing, but you cannot blame yourself for in that moment when that happened. You no. cannot, you cannot, no, even if you know, and you're struggling to get out, you're still being actively manipulated. manipulated. Yeah. yeah. And coerced yeah. and forced and everything. Mm-mm. Plus you're totally confused up here about your own capabilities, your own path your own direction cognitive dissonance or you're just freaking exhausted and you're tired amnesia from was it really what i thought it was right what what just happened i don't remember yeah Yeah. so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um to jack and to uh ellen for your lovely compliments thank you very much i appreciate both of you um let's see here all right so Bonnie says, I'm trying to learn the observe, not absorb. That's another one of those Ross Rosenberg originals. Um, I actually talked about him with, uh, talked to him about that in a video that's here on my channel. If you want to Google that or go into the search and find it, or I'm sure Jack can find it if he's willing. Uh, We have so many more things to talk about everybody. So be sure to let us know here in the chat if you're live with us or in the comment section below, if you have questions you'd like us to talk about during a whole stream. Um, Mm -hmm. And if if, uh, Simmering will be, I think if she hasn't already started, she'll be putting her reminders in the bottom of the chat here. So make sure you take a look at all of those leases right here on YouTube. Lisa, when is your next uh, 
uh, if not today, then tomorrow I have to look at, have some topics, something. Okay. Else. So make sure that you check the uh, chat here for how to get back in touch with us. You can uh, join our phone list, uh, text lists if you are interested in, because YouTube is like a 50-50 change there. So you get the notifications. Yeah. So, yeah. so make sure you jump on our phone list if you want to receive a text message when we go live together or separately. Uh, Summary, we'll have the information on that. Um, other than that, we will see you guys next week here at this channel on this time. And uh, make sure you go over and visit Lise during her next live stream as well. And you can be notified by text as explained by Summary. All right. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Thank you, Lise. <laughs> Thank you.